It's time for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ The Fan, featuring Colin McDonald and Chris Foley. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and The Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. And now here's Chris Foley and Colin McDonald for Lakes, Woods, and Irons at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald with you. 1380 KLIZ, The Fan, and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2018 Buicks. Chris, uh, welcome back. We'll get going again. You've been uh, in full teaching mode in the last, uh, well, the last month or so, really, once we finally got outside. It's hard to believe that uh, five weeks ago we got eight inches of snow on the golf yeah. course, and now we're going to be 90 degrees coming up pretty quick. How about quick. that? You know, last year we had one day in the 90s in Brainerd. Yeah. And uh, here in May we've already had one day, and it sounds like we might have some this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, weather in Minnesota, that is uh, that is the truth. That's right. Uh, people are getting out there. Uh, we should talk a little bit about the uh, youth program. The high school teams have been playing very well, Chris, and uh, the boys uh, are just as, as solid and really probably more consistent than they've ever been. They're putting four guys in the 70s almost every tournament. Yeah, I'll tell you, they had a great tournament. The, the final conference meet of the season was at the Legacy on, uh, on Tuesday, and... Um, uh, Eric Stockson, freshman, wins the conference. You know they they accumulate kind of they take your best four scores from the year and and uh, Eric won the conference and had a great showing on Tuesday and Brainerd won for either the seventh or eighth time this season and had a great showing from really uh, almost everybody on the team. Uh, uh, Jack Evans, Cody Evans, um, Eric, of course. Um, Gavin Metz all just played great, you know. So they they lost by a couple shots to uh, it kind of combined a, a section meet with an invitational, and and they lost by a few to to Chaska, but beat uh, Alexandria, which just doesn't happen a lot for yeah. for our Brainerd team. But uh, I think that's the fourth or fifth time they've beaten Alexandria this year, beat them by a shot, and some great golf played. Our nemesis, Alexandria. Yeah, we beat them. We've been beating them by you know three or four or five shots. So. And uh, when the maybe one of the four kind of gets up into the 80s, it seems like the five and six guy get down in the 79, yes. 78 category. So nice consistency. It's got to yeah. be uh, and a good opportunity to uh, get the team to state. We've said that before, yeah, but it's b- looking pretty nice. Big week coming up for them this week with the section championships. And uh, uh, they're certainly the, – the players are peaking, I think, at the right time. And uh, it's going to be fun to see how they do next week. Girl side of things, they've got a uh, – a cute young gal, kind of playing real well. It's just a freshman, I think. Is that right, Chris? Yeah, uh, actually, eighth grader. Eighth grader. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Katie Foley has had some. Uh, uh, she's had a very nice year and is having a lot of fun. And they had their final section meet uh, of the year yesterday or on uh, Tuesday as well. And uh, I believe Katie finished fourth in the section, which was nice. And we had. Uh, uh, Anna Krieger finished, uh, I believe, tenth or eleventh, and um, I'm trying to think. I think we had one other player in that on that all section team as well. So, all conference team. Yeah, a lot of youth on both the the boys and the girls, and uh, they just they just finding out what a 
uh, kind of what a what a fun time it is on the golf course, what a good uh, lifestyle golf can be. So uh, it's really fun to see all those young people on both uh, boys and girls really enjoying the game. Uh, on tour, uh, Aaron Wise, th- speaking of young guys, uh, Aaron Wise was just at the University of Oregon, won an NCAA national championship, finished second either two or three weeks back, and now he wins, and he just seems like he's you got to add him to the list of these uh, young 20-year-olds. Yeah, because tw- 21 or 2 years old, and uh, had he, he's had a, a great year. He's, uh, uh, you know, he shoots... Uh, Shoots sixty five on Sunday to win by three shots, and really looked he was in total control of the whole day on Sunday. So uh, another great young player that we're seeing on the on the PGA Tour. Very calm, kind of a similar demeanor to Spieth when he's uh, running out front. It doesn't uh, uh, doesn't seem to let anything bother him, and uh, he's kind of been one of those guys that said, "Yeah, these guys are great, and I should be in that conversation because I've got as much game as they do." So he's confident. And he was taken on a really established veteran, Mark Leishman, who's finished a very high in major tournaments and uh, just faced him down Saturday and Sunday and outplayed him by a little bit. Yeah, he played very well. And, and coming off a great finish at the Wells Fargo Championship where yeah. he finished second. Right, exactly. Uh, we're going to have uh, Todd Kolb, good friend of yours and a teaching professional, as, a, as one of our guests today, Chris. That's always fun to hear from Todd. Absolutely. Yeah. Todd always has some great information to share, and uh, he's always a little bit ahead of the curve, so I always enjoy talking to him. Then uh, Dave Sedlowski from Rutgers uh, uh, Bay Lake. They've got their 120th anniversary coming up. We'll talk with Dave about that. And one of the fun things, uh, Jack Rutger, one of the great uh, gentlemen of the game of golf in our area. Uh, they're going to rename the Lakes Championship course jacks so that's uh that's a pretty cool deal yeah that's really neat and gosh 120 years that's that's quite a quite an achievement and for a, just a great resort and a great place in the brainer lakes area yeah we had uh, uh kind of a funny they had they sent out a kind of an, a cool announcement about some of the events at the 120th and uh, uh kind of a back by popular demand uh, comedian and magician chris rutger <laughs> said uh, i've never seen chris's uh, comedy routine but I hope it's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet it will be. They're having a little fun with it. So we'll be back with that right after this. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Welcome back to Lakes, Woods, and Irons, 1380 KLIZ, the fan, and streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. That thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2018 Buicks, and also landing now at uh, Podcast One, you'll be able to hear us. So. Podcast one, you'll probably be famous. I got Dave Sidlowski with me. He's got the greatest voice in golf. And uh, <laughs> people will be impressed on podcast one, Dave. Good to talk to you. Well, thanks, Mac. Thanks for having me today. You know, we were waiting forever, uh, as we've said, uh, to, especially to all the Minnesota golf courses. Uh, April 15th or 16th, we get about eight inches of snow. And uh, now it's going to be 90 degrees, or has been 90 degrees already once. So <laughs> right. we get a little Some bit winter, of everything. Winter to summer, yep. <laughs> We've got a really fun event. We've uh, been involved with Rutgers, and we had Jack, uh, lucky enough to have Jack on with kind of the Legends of the Game segment a few years ago for all the guys who started golf in the Brainerd Lakes area. And uh, turning back the clock, the Rutgers 120th anniversary celebration. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I, one of the big uh, – Really cool things that I think that people who know Jack uh, will love is the uh, renaming of the golf course, Dave. It is. It's, it's you know, I think long overdue, first of all. And, you know, Jack is so humble, Jack and Ann both, that uh, I don't think that 
they thought that this would ever, or probably never crossed their mind that it would happen, but uh, we have renamed our Championship Lakes course to Jack's 18, and that kind of goes right hand-in-hand with the fact that Jack's father, Alec, was the gentleman that originally brought golf to Rutgers back in 1921, and eventually that nine-hole course that was started back then was named after after Alec, Alec's nine, and uh, oddly enough, I just found this out after the fact that it was renamed to Alex Nine on the resort's 100th anniversary. So now we're at the 120 mark, and we decided to go ahead and name the 18-hole course after Jack, Jack's 18. Um, and then, as you know, and many of our listeners probably know, the restaurant clubhouse here is called Zig's, yeah, which is named after Zig, who who brought the idea of golf to Alec at the time, Alec Rutker. Uh, so now all components of our golf operation, we've got Zig's Restaurant, Alex 9, and now Jack's 18 has kind of come full circle. So um, it's just a thrill. In fact, I'm goosebumps here talking to you about it. It's just an absolute thrill to do it. And uh, Jack wasn't too excited about it, but <laughs> yeah, I think we didn't give him a choice, first of all. <laughs> we kind of told him after the fact, but he's warming up to it. So uh, on June 3rd, uh, we are kind of having the official... Uh, unveiling of the renaming, if you will, and uh, Jack will be signing commemorative embroidered flags with the new Jack's 18 logo uh, right up here in Ziggs at one thirty on Sunday, June 3rd, so that's going to be really fun. Yeah, that is. Then the whole celebration, uh, Rutgers is turning back the clock on June the 2nd, uh, uh, kind of the uh, Legends of the Roadshow classic car show, which is fun, then they got the uh, the malt shop, soda shop idea with a right. burger lunch and uh Right. open house and i, I i'm kind of taken by this dave just knowing uh uh chris you know it says the triumphant return to the stage uh, <laughs> of magician comedian chris rutger you know a lot of people would never guess but he <laughs> and i don't know if you or many folks have seen the videos that have been put out by our marketing department but they all um highlight chris and in a little <laughs> cameo acting roles and he is phenomenal I mean, <laughs> he definitely has another calling uh, that's been suppressed for many years, maybe. But um, that would be something too to, to partake in. That would that would be fun. <laughs> well, we had a company event up there, and uh, Chris, just like his dad, modest, and but he would, you know, he made a point to come out and to greet us all who were staying up there for a couple of days and uh, uh, make sure everybody was having a nice time. It's just a great. Uh, Great place to uh, stay and certainly get golf involved. One other thing that's kind of fun, I, you might be involved in the uh, Hickory Shaft Long Drive Contest, I see. Huh? Yeah, and I'm not sure we have enough clubs. I'm a little afraid for some shaft breakage. <laughs> <laughs> Possibility. <laughs> That'll be fun, too. I, I personally have never hit a Hickory Shaft club. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> The young golfers are stronger nowadays. <laughs> they are, and there's a lot of whip in that hickory, so uh, we'll have to see how many parts and pieces we end up with at the end. <laughs> so that's fun, really, all day, Saturday, June 2nd, and then, uh, like you say, the official naming with the Jack signing is uh, the 3rd, correct? Correct, and then beginning at 2 o'clock on that 3rd uh, Sunday, talk about rolling back the clock, we're rolling back our, our green fees to just $18 um, starting at 2 o'clock. Um, so that's already been filled up. I think the two o'clock hour is full, but we still have openings there for just an eighteen dollar green fee plus a cart oh, on boy. that day, June third. Yeah, that's fantastic. How fun! Yeah, yeah. let's talk a little golf at the uh, course. Uh, just a wonderful golf course. Always uh, 
uh, it's not a secret, but is it is a uh, Jack's 18 is just a terrific golf course, a real challenge, and uh, the layout is great. Any uh, changes, Dave, since we last talked to you? Yeah, well, we're in the pro- process now of a few things. Um, our bunkers need some renovation, and uh, we've got a plan for that going forward here, hopefully starting in the next few weeks. A um, little bit of redesign, actually making them a little smaller. Um, and uh, Thank you. Adding, adding some sand, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of tightening up the look a little bit, so that'll be a nice change for folks. And the continued effort of clearing out uh, trees and shrub debris and things like that, uh, for those that have played here, our course is very uh, lined with heavy woods and um, hard to kind of get in there and find your ball or hit it out of there, so... A continued effort that'll that'll last for years and years, but um, of clearing some of those areas to make it more playable. Yeah, that's a great idea. Just especially on the time of the round, isn't it? That's just right. a good time right. saver. And and uh, who wants to lose a golf ball? I know, right? I, yeah. I, I lose enough on my own without help from there. So I know I don't mind selling extras, but you know, we want to <laughs> right. keep people happy too. <laughs> <laughs> You've always got great deals. Uh, uh, for the locals, our listeners, obviously a lot of them in the uh, listening area are locals. And, well, your locals uh, card is a really nice deal, Dave. It is, and this is our just our second year of having it. But um, it offers discounts all year long, and really the only restrictions are on Fridays and Saturday mornings, but, uh, you know, the rest of the week uh, throughout the entire season. And it also offers this year, um, we're giving away two free rounds, uh, once you've purchased that card for just $20, right. uh, aside from the discounts. And also, Ziggs has jumped on board with a 10% discount on any food that you may have while you're here, too. So that's been a real popular thing. Uh, last year, I think we had you know 150 of those cards out in circulation, and we're working on passing that pace here this year. So we, we certainly want the local people to come out and enjoy the facility uh, like many others have. Well, the two free rounds more than plays for you go. a $20 card and, and then all the discounts at Ziggs is a great restaurant. You got a fabulous menu. That's a, that's a terrific idea. Yep, tough to beat. And then we certainly still are continuing our golf and dinner special. Yeah. Kind of that date night, if you will. I uh, just booked one today, in fact, and a uh, couple's coming for their anniversary, which is nice. They're going to play nine holes and have dinner in Ziggs, and it's just $45 a person for nine holes, cart, and dinner. Um, and then the 18-hole rate is just $60, and that begins at 2 o'clock uh, Sundays through Thursdays, and the 9-hole rate begins at 4 o'clock Sundays through Thursdays. So that's a another nice way to get out here for a, a nice rate and a good meal and and enjoy maybe a spouse or a child or something and a good a good little getaway. You've got the uh, the deck seating. We talk about the 19th hole a lot, uh, Chris and myself, and uh Great, uh, you've got a great restaurant right on the course, Ziggs, as we've been talking about, and you're working on the deck as well. We are, yes, a little bit overdue maybe, but uh, we had a nice kind of a log rail system up there that uh, restricted the view, you know, of the golf course with the big log uh, pickets, and that is being replaced as we speak with some nice, uh, more contemporary look, uh, still kind of keeping with our rustic charm here, but a little more contemporary with some aluminum pickets in the in the railing, and the deck resurfacing is going to be just awesome. So that'll uh, hopefully we'll wrap up here in the next week or so and and uh, give folks a chance to be out there. It's still open. Uh, we're just kind of doing half at a time here. So sure, and nice, the, new, nice fresh new look. Yeah, one of the great vistas really for uh, if if you love golf and just the outdoors, you're sitting on the deck there having a great meal and uh, 
Uh, the guys are coming. Guys and gals are coming across the water on 18 uh, right to that's the clubhouse. Right. So that's a yeah, it's and a usually there's a, there's usually a few swans and some geese maybe in the pond, and it's just right. a, it's a pretty neat spot to be along with several of my golf balls. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> they're submerged, though you can't see them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, another thing that's kind of fun and uh, kind of unique, I think, is the Thursday turkey night for just uh, twelve dollars. <laughs> you get a great big dinner. It is unbelievable the turnout. I actually closed the golf shop last Thursday. And, you know, we're not quite in our prime time yet as far as the uh, seasonal folks being up here. And that place is packed. Um, it is something that's, you know, it's been a tradition here at Ziggs, and it just continues to grow. And it's a great, you know, it's Thanksgiving dinner. And how do you beat that? You know, we, you don't have to wait to have it just once a year. You can have it every Thursday night here. So just $12 for a nice big plate of turkey and all the fixings. Dave, can't wait to get out and play. I'm going to bring a group of guys out and uh, and get in 18 for sure in the in the coming weeks once my baseball duties are finished. And then, uh, uh, that, but I can't wait to come out and see you and play. And it's good to talk to you. Glad you could come on. And again, that locals card is just a terrific buy. And when I get there, you know what I'm going to say, Dave. What's that? Now? Where's the first hole and what's the course record? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll say good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just point me to the first hole. The course record is not in jeopardy. That That's is. right. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, if people do want to uh, give you a call and get a tee time, how do they go about doing that? Pretty simple, okay. I guess. Absolutely. Just 218-678-4646, or everything is online, to online tee times at rutgers.com. Nice. All right. That's Dave Sedlowski out at... Uh, Rutgers and the new course. The new course is named Jack's Eighteen, and the familiar Alec Nine as well. A terrific, terrific golf course. Dave, thanks for taking the time. You bet, Mac. Thank you so much. You're listening to Lakes Woods and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley, Colin McDonald, with you. 1380 KLIZ, the fan, and streaming at Lakes Woods and Irons. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM the home of affordable luxury, the 2018 Buicks, and also now available for you at uh, Podcast One. So that's kind of fun for us as well. Chris, special guest, a good friend of yours, and I think our listeners are going to enjoy a, a little teaching lesson between two uh, really good teaching pros. Yeah, I want to welcome back to the show Todd Kolb from Sioux Falls and the Todd Kolb Golf Academy, a, uh, a frequent uh, guest on the show. I lo- always love having uh, Todd on because he's got always shares some great information and has great insights. So welcome to the show, Todd. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. It's fun to uh, finally start talking golf. We're getting some decent weather, and uh, it's nice to be talking about golf instead of shoveling and moving snow. For sure. <laughs> right. Uh, it was a long, cold winter, and it's, I uh, uh, guess we're, we're already really six weeks into the golf season, which is hard to believe. It goes so fast. But, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, I, I experience this time of year, Todd, and I'm sure you do as well, is that uh, we start getting a lot of people on the lesson tee, and uh, they come to us, and they really they they want to get better, but they really don't understand how to get better. They don't understand what's going on in their in their game. They want to they want to drive it better or whatever it is. And uh, if they truly looked at their game, and I always try to pick the low hanging fruit and improve that, and uh, then they're going to score better. And uh, I would guess you see the same thing, especially this time of year. Yeah, that's a great point. I think that, uh, of course, everybody's looking to improve. Um, and a lot of people, you know, um, you know, they're willing to go practice and put some time and some energy in uh, to getting better. 
And so it's important that they're working in areas where they can actually see some results. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the ability, and I like to call it just some, some golf awareness. I yes. think a lot of golfers just, they lack the awareness maybe because they've, you know, maybe as, as a coach, we've never really taught them that or we've never really introduced the concept to them. But the awareness to, to reflect on the day and, and accurately um, kind of get a sense of where did my where did my round go good or where did it kind of get off kilter and where do I need to go in order to, to get it back on track is a huge skill that I think great players maybe instinctively have or maybe they just have it because they've played a lot of golf where a lot of weekend golfers or even high school kids, you know, some college players maybe lack that and then therefore they – they're working, but they're just not getting any better. Right, and uh, you know, I, I use uh, I use shot by shot, which is a game analysis tool. I'm starting to use a program called Decade with some players uh, to identify kind of their strengths and weaknesses. They enter stats and their uh, after their rounds, so we can look at it. Would you, would you, would you use anything to help uh, help your players identify what what they're doing well and not so well? Yeah, so we got so a couple of the gals that I work with. Um, they're very diligent about tracking their information with from shots to hole. Very similar to like one Chris here that you mentioned, provides some really good insight. Um, and then uh, we're we're trying to get out on the course also and uh, watch some of our kids play and uh, get us and actually kind of help educate them a little bit in terms of where their strokes might be kind of going off and where they might be losing some strokes and so. Uh, that's kind of the combination that we've been using uh, to some pretty good success. Yeah, th- that's the hard thing about what you and I do. We kind of tend to work in in one hour time blocks and and are are booked all day. And it, it takes a lot of time to go out and follow people on the golf course. Um, so we have to. So many times we have to rely on their perception of how they play uh, rather yep. than than what we're actually seeing. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, it's kind of the dirty little secret in, in, in golf instruction is is that, you know, it's the, probably the only sport where the coach doesn't actually go out and, and watch their players play. And just like you said, Chris, I mean, largely because, you know, an 18-hole round of golf can take four or five hours. Uh, a basketball game might be an hour or an hour and 15 minutes or a soccer game or, you know, whatever their sport might be. Um, and there's just and the other thing too is, is that you know golf is a, one of those few sports that the coach doesn't really coach during the competition. Right. Once a player walks to that first tee, they are they are on their own. They're not even really allowed to get to get any advice. And so it's it's a unique situation. And I really think, like you mentioned, the stuff with decade and some things like that, we're starting to see some push and some training that way. And I'm, I, my guess is, is eight ten years from now, we'll look back and think, wow, we should have been doing this type of stuff for years. Yeah, at some point, I think the analytics will be much easier. It'll be all, yeah. you know, we'll have, you know, something attached to our club that'll interact with our phone, which we we, we have today, but it's not all that common, that'll keep track of all our stats for us, like, the, like on the PGA Tour. And uh, those guys have such a luxury because after every round, they can go in and just pull up what shot track or you know, shot trackers had for them and, and they get their stats automatically. For our our players, they have to have a lot of discipline to do it. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of what we see, um, and, you know, myself too, I know when I was playing a lot, you know, we, we're very emotionally attached to the rounds. Right. And so, you know, we might, uh, you know, let, let's say, you know, an 18-hole round of golf, maybe you hit, you know, 11 fairways or, you know, actually drove the ball really well, but you maybe hit one ball that went out of bounds, and that, that's the one you remember you know, because um, one, but in, you know, in reality, actually, you know, drove the ball pretty well. 
but that one shot got away from you and it kind of really stuck in your head and all of a sudden you think you got a driver issue when you know really it wasn't something like that so the thing that i do like about statistics is is that it it, it eliminates the emotional aspect of it um and i think you know anytime you're playing any sport or doing anything there's always an emotion attached to it and so it's very easy to just kind of like make these uh, presumptions in our head based on the emotion that we're feeling at the time. And sometimes those things are accurate. I mean, many times they are, but sometimes, you know, I've had players who, who will say, you know, I'm just, well, you know, I'm not driving the ball well for sake of discussion. And, you know, you look at their data and, you know, you know that, that just doesn't stack up. No, you are actually driving the ball pretty well. So it can be helpful when it's used in the right manner. Yeah, absolutely. Take, I, I like your point about it, taking the emotion out of it. Todd, you uh, you work with some ladies on the LPGA Tour and spend some time out on tour. Um, how are your players playing this year? And tell us kind of where you've been and who you're working with. Well, I've been out. I was out quite a bit early in the year, um, obviously because you know the weather around here is, is not good. So you got to go to where the players are at. So you always try to get out and see them kind of before the season gets going, and then you try to get out early. Phoenix Phoenix is kind of the the first real official event in the states where a lot of the a lot of the, the ladies are playing, so I, I did go to Phoenix. Um, I was in uh, San Diego for just a short time, and then, and then I did also uh, was um, at the ANA just just for the first day or so. Um, and then a few weeks ago, I was actually in, in Dallas, uh, and then they got rained out. I mean, it was really too bad. I was there, I think, for four days, and I, I watched literally one shot on the golf course. Um, so that wasn't very uh, productive, but uh, that's where I've been out. The, the gals... Um, I would say they're, they're playing all right. I mean, um, they got off to a decent start the last few weeks. Have been a little bit uh, a little bit slower, but I mean, this is you know this Chris from the, the great players that you work with. I mean, professional golf is comes like I think any sport comes in runs. Yes. I mean, you know, you saw Jordan Spieth. What does he miss? Like he missed like three cuts in a row. You know, you, you and, and the majority of of players, whether they're tenth on the money list or one hundred and fortieth, typically make the majority of their money in a three, four, five-week span. And and so you're just trying to kind of navigate that when they are having some of those times that maybe things aren't uh, going the way they want them to and try to keep the ship afloat, so to speak, and keep heading down the road knowing that, you know, hey, you're going to get your run, and when you do, things are going to work out. Yeah, the best players always, their marginal runs, they still play okay. Exactly. Uh, where they're not missing any cuts, and then when they get on a good run, then they – they win or have a bunch of top five, top ten finishes. So, yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, that and that's that's uh, that's one of the things that, that you're looking at. And, and you know, the women's game, uh, the women's game has changed a lot in in the last five or six years that I've been actively involved with it in terms of on the tour. Um, it's gotten better. I mean, the, the level of play is distinctly better than it was five or six years ago, and it continues to get better each and every year, whether it be on the LPGA or even a few times I spend a, a, each year out on the Symmetra Tour. That tour also has gotten significantly better. So um, it's it's a great tour. There's great players. There's great people. And it's, it's a lot of fun to be around. Yeah, the ladies' game is really on the upswing. And they're, they're, they're doing such a great job of promoting the tour. And, uh, gosh, the level of play is really, really high. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, you look at, like, the cut lines. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I've had, uh, for the girls I work with, you know, they'll make the cut on the number. And uh, and then they'll go out over the weekend and you know play two pretty solid rounds of golf and finish in the top twenty. I mean, and so the the the, the margin from the cut line to the leader, I mean, it, it gets narrower and narrower. 
every year. And so, um, you know, anybody who's making the cut and playing on the weekend, I mean, realistically, he's got a chance to certainly finish in the top 20 or top 10. And if they got really out, I suppose, you know, could conceivably get a top five or maybe even challenge for the win. The mix at the top of the board has just been really something this year. The, it seemed, you know, we've had some very dominant performances, say, in the last five years on the women's tour where one player is clearly the best maybe that year. But right now it seems like there's a different winner every week. Yeah, they've got that. That's and it shows the it shows the strength and the depth of, of the ladies' game right now. You know, the the Corda sisters have played very well this year. Um, you know, and there's been a, well, I mean, there's been a variety of people who who've played really well. Um, and I don't know, you know, if, if we're out of time right now, or you know, where we might kind of like the men's tour, we might not see one person, you know, uh, that dominate like Annika did, which she just dominated for you know, you know such a long span. Uh, there, you know, um, I, the level of play in the competition is just much tighter, and um, and so I think you're gonna. I think it's just a trend. It's, it's going to start to mimic like we've seen in the men's game now. For since Tiger kind of you know was not dominating like he was, where we get varieties of winners uh, each week and and things like that. Yeah, n- nice to see Lydia Ko back in the winner's circle. Yeah, That's... yeah, I know she kind of you know. The, and, and, this is a great example, I think, for anybody who's listening or plays golf, is, is that, you know, we all think that, you use Lydia as an example, obviously she's a phenomenal player, but she was number one in the world for a long time, and won numerous, numerous events. And, uh, you know, she had a spell there where she kind of struggled. I mean, certainly to her own admission, where she didn't play to the level that she is certainly capable of playing. And here's a person who, obviously she's working hard, obviously we know she can play the game, she's getting great coaching. You know, it's not like She's not doing the things you need to do to be successful, but sometimes there just is there just is an ebb and flow to the game. And as much as we want to control it, as much as we want to always say, "Hey, one plus one is two, sometimes that just isn't how it works out. And we need to learn to kind of roll with those a little bit and be able to realize, you know, when do I really have an issue, or when is this just kind of a natural flow of the game of golf? Right. You know, it's uh, it's never linear. There's always ups and downs. And- yes. And, um, you know, and plus you don't have any control of how anybody else plays. There's no defense. So you, you, can, just, you can play great and your perception because, you you know, several players played better than you that you didn't play so good. Exactly. And you know this, Chris, from, from watching and, and working with, with guys and gals at that level. I mean, I, I mean, many times the difference between, you know, a 73 – and geez, I'm going to probably miss the cut in a 69 or a 70. It's literally like, I mean, it's razor thin. It's a bounce here, it's a bounce there. It's a putt that falls in versus falls out. It's a, it's a good starting time versus a bad starting time. It's a weather delay versus not a weather delay. I mean, there's just so many variables. And when you're only talking one or two shots, there's just so many things that are out of our control that it make that can make it difficult for a player who's out there, you know, putting their blood, sweat, and tears into it on a daily basis. To just kind of at the end of the day get in the car and say, "Hey, these are just there are some things I just can't control." Yeah. Uh, that that can be hard to accept. Pretty pretty thin margins. Yeah. Oh, Todd, yeah, I always enjoy you put out some great stuff on Instagram and through your U.S. Golf TV, and uh, you had a great little tip yesterday on Instagram uh, about using the bounce of the golf club and hitting hitting these great little flop shots and. Um, first, t- tell us what your Instagram is so everybody can start yeah. f- following you. And yeah. then t- talk about the bounce and what you were w- what you were working on in that video. 
Yeah, so they can find all of my stuff. Just you know, it's just my name, Todd Cole Golf, um, whether it be on Twitter or Instagram or, or uh, at US Golf TV. We have a, a great YouTube channel where we got a ton of great content and things like that uh, out there. So I'm 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 uh, I've become really passionate about uh, about chipping over the last oh gosh for a long time now because I, it's just an area that I see that people can improve on pretty quickly. And I'm a big fan of, of using the bounce and using the club the way I believe it's designed to be used, which is to kind of bounce through the turf. And so a lot of what I teach is, is helping people understand cause and effect. And, and when you move your hands away in front of the ball, that's, that's not necessarily good or bad. It is what it is. And, and what makes it good or bad is based on the type of shot that you're trying to hit. Uh, but also you need to be aware of when you start moving the hands in front and de-locking the golf club, you start to negate or, in essence, take away the bounce of the golf club, which I believe makes the shot easier. And right. so I see a lot of people who, with a lot of forward shafting when they chip because it's kind of the, the chipping 101 method that they'll hear. Um, and um, when you can get a student to learn to use the bounce, uh, then they the, they opens up a whole variety of shots for them. And so the drill, we did, the drill I did with one of my college guys uh, I was showing all my college guys that um, it's the only thing I can do better than any of these college guys. <laughs> I can't outdrive them. <laughs> I can't hit it, but I can at times outchip them. And so it's just a little fun drill we did, bouncing the club off both of the shoulders, which really forces you to use the bounce of the club. Otherwise, you start to skull it and hit it all over. Yeah, so that, that bounce, for people who aren't familiar, so you've got the leading edge, which is the 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 bottom edge of the face of the club, and then you've got the the angle of the sole. So uh, the more bounce you have, the the bigger the difference between that leading edge and trailing edge is. And that's that the bounce acts like a skid plate and allows the club to glide through the turf or the sand and not dig. And the leading edge will tend to dig if we if we allow it to. And that's what you're saying about the forward shaftling. You've got to You've got to tilt the handle back if we want to use the bounce. Couldn't have described it any better. Uh, that, that, that was perfect. I think that, um, and you know, when when you when you have a shot that you have some speed do when you're hitting a seven iron or an eight iron or even a you know a, a full wedge, you've got enough speed where that leading edge can get in and it'll take a divot. But when you've got a, a soft shot around the green that has very little speed to it, and then you have a leading edge that's going to dig. Now you start getting chunks and chili dips and things like that. So um, anyhow, it's one thing, something I'm really passionate about and I think can help a lot of golfers. Yeah, I, I love that little video, and everybody should go out and watch that because uh, I, I had to come in this morning after I watched that last night and hit a few <laughs> of those, Todd. <laughs> How'd you do it? I'm, I'm, you know, I, did, I, I did all right. I, I, I've been working on using that bounce better. So <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, Todd, it's great. That's great stuff. I always, uh, always enjoy having you on the show, and appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge. And uh, we'll look forward to having you on again real soon. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. It's always fun to talk golf and, and share some golf stories, and hopefully, hopefully, just help people play better golf and enjoy the game. And awesome. everybody can find everything at Todd Cold Golf. Correct, Todd? Yeah, that'd be the main spot. Find us ToddColdGolf dot com. Also, our YouTube channel, at, uh, which is US Golf TV. We've got a ton of great content out there. And then, uh, as Chris mentioned, you know, we I do try to post quite a bit of stuff on Twitter and Instagram and social media to try to, to help out as much as we can. So you bet. Appreciate the plug. Thanks for taking the time, Todd. We sure appreciate it. Thank you. You're listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. 
Welcome back to Lakes Woods and Irons with Chris Foley. Colin McDonald with you, 1380 KLIZ, the fan streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com. Thanks to our sponsor, Mills GM, the home of affordable luxury, the 2018 Buicks. And also you can find us now at uh, Podcast One. And uh, wherever you go looking for your podcast, you can find Podcast One and uh, Lakes Woods and Irons. So that's kind of fun. Thanks to our guests, uh, Todd Kolb from Sioux Falls, great teaching professional, and Dave Sedlowski at uh, Rutgers Bay Lake Lodge. I know, uh, Chris, we wanted to talk a little bit about the youth uh, program this summer, and uh, Rutgers is involved with you. And uh, I think it's Deacons, Rutgers, Cuyuna, and uh, Cragen. So, uh, boy, what a nice set of golf courses for the young, yeah. youngsters to get to play. Yeah, so we've expanded our, our junior programs, and we've got our full complement at the Legacy. And uh, we run you know, everything from starting at kind of four and five years old through the high school and college player. And mo- most of our programs at the Legacy are, are, are on Wednesday for sure. Then we've got some programs that meet a couple days a week, but we do our um, our level one and level two program. Level one is 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 six or seven year old to ten year old kids. Level two is ten to fourteen, and we run those on Wednesday at the Legacy. And then we we've added a Wednesday night program as well. We've never done anything at night. Um, and then we've got our what we call our pre elite, and then we run our snag camps as well which are for kids uh you know four to six years old kind of the introduction to golf and this year we're, we're expanding our programs we're, we're doing a program at, at deacon's lodge and that's going to be on uh on mondays and one at uh Cuyuna, um rolling hills rolling yeah. hills and that that's also on on mondays and then uh with dave over at rutgers on on thursdays so we're uh we're kind of covering the Brainerd Lakes area, trying to yeah. get kids involved in the game and um, you know develop life, lifelong golfers. That's what we're shooting for, for sure. Uh, let's see. I wanted to ask you a question about the game of golf. You and I had a short game lesson, a couple of them actually, and uh, one more extensive and one you were nice enough just to come down and uh, see me swinging there and, and give, me some, uh, give me some adjustments. Uh, we've talked about the big numbers many times, you and I, and I played. Uh, I haven't had a chance to play with the schedule with the baseball games yet this year, but I played Thursday. I just happened to have an open Thursday, and uh, we needed a uh, sub. So uh, get out there and hit the ball okay and uh, make, I think, uh, maybe at least four fours and, uh, on the card. But then good. the big numbers, Chris, we <laughs> talked about, the eights and the sevens and the uh, it's hard to recover from those big numbers. I had some of those. I should say the 60-degree, which we really worked on, I hit two really nice 60-degree wedges, uh, one from the thick grass on the edge and one from, you know, 40 or 40 or 50 yards. And uh, out of the thick stuff, I put it to about three and a half feet and missed the putt, which I was really happy about. <laughs> <laughs> but the big numbers, we uh, any time of year, but uh, right now, I don't know if they're more prevalent early in the season maybe, but let's uh, – Let's avoid the big numbers. How to? Well, you know, in in your case, how, how did you how did you make the big number? What was the? Well, let's see. Uh, Ten. I uh, pulled my drive a little bit to the left, and then I uh, punched it out, kind of in the clear, so I'm not in terrible shape. It's a par five. Hit one down in front of the water. Uh, hit one into the sand, which was the mistake shot. Probably should have played short of the green instead. You try to get, and that's a tough green there, long and thin. And yes. A flag in the middle of talking about uh, Cragen's. So um, then I hit a sand shot into the pond, which uh, uh, then that was a great big number. 
And the uh, joke was uh, uh, the guy I was playing, his playing partner said, sometimes a seven wins this hole, so my playing partner gets a seven, the guy I'm against, and I get an eight. So <laughs> sometimes a seven does win that hole. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, th- I think the, the hard part is uh, – um, you know, when you follow a mistake by a mistake, and you know, w- once a shot is done, you're not getting you're not getting it back. So you you just have to. So many times, you just have to take your medicine and get a gol- uh, ball back and play, where you're not compounding a mistake with a mistake. And um, you have to have the discipline to be able to do that. And one one of the things I hear a lot from people is that. You know, they they try to you know they make a bogey or a double bogey or whatever it is, and especially especially for for young players, they say, oh, you know, I now I need to now I need to make up for that. Right. Well, you're never going to make up for it. You, you can't. You can never force birdies or force pars. They just kind of have to come to you. Uh, and when you're you know, rarely on the PGA Tour do you see a Guys that play overly aggressive have much success. You know the guys that are the best players, the you know the the Jack Nicklauses of the world, the Tiger Woods of the world. They uh, you know they really minimize their mistakes, and they they made birdies on par fives because they they were able to hit the green in two or get it up around the green, and uh, you make more birdies on the par fives. They avoided a big number on the par threes, and then, you know, if you can work your way around the par fours and in making pars, and then occasionally you make a birdie, all of a sudden you're, you know, on the, at the tour level you're four, five, six, seven under. Uh, so at our level, if we take it into more pars and bogeys as opposed to birdies, right? If if we can just avoid those double bogeys, and a lot of the times it's just avoiding avoiding the hazard. And uh, whether that is a water hazard, out of bounds, you know, uh, bunkers, we have we have to take our aim and minimize the risk of going in those those areas. And we've all got a we've got shot dispersions, and we if we can if we kind of have a general idea of what that shot dispersion is, we've got to shift our aim away from trouble. So, for instance, if if your if your driver has a sixty yard dispersion, which would be pretty good because that's about what it is on the on the PGA Tour, and you've got you know thirty yards to the right of center and thirty yards to the left of center, you need to shift that dispersion so you your worst shot isn't going to go in the water, your worst shot isn't going to go out of bounds or in the trees. So some holes that may not be possible, but the more you can do that, the better you're going to play. And uh, on approach shots, like the, the shot you hit in, into the bunker, uh, you know, you get, if you can aim for the fat part of the green, not necessarily the, the pin, generally if you're in the, in the middle of the green or the fat part of the green, you're always going to be, you know, reasonably close to the pin. You're going to have, you know, 30 feet to the pin if you hit a really bad shot. If you're in the middle of the green, it's, it's a 20-footer. So if, if you can aim away from the bunkers and where, where your worst shot is not going to be in the bunker and taking enough club and, and that type of thing. So the better you can think your way around the golf course and strategize, the, the fewer errors you're going to have. And it's really it's not about making more pars or birdies. It's avoidance of the double or the triple or right. whatever you're yeah. – Whatever your handicap level is. 
Well, it's, yeah, the, in that case, it was a downhill bunker shot with water on the other side of the green. So then you're, uh, if you think of that beforehand, think, well, I'll just be short of the green, but at least I won't be in the bunker. If yeah. I hit it sweet, I might be on the green, have a long putt, but that's better than the bunker shot downhill with water. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and you then, know, then if, I wanted to prove my theory right after that. <laughs> you know, and you got it in that, that bunker and water behind, you know, in front of the green. What do you do to avoid the avoid the water? And I mean, whether it's chipping it out so you're just on the green, or whether you putt it out of the bunker, or what? Right. But whatever you got to do to avoid the big the big miss or or the big penalty, <laughs> uh, you know, basically just get it out. If you'd have just been my caddy, <laughs> I, I would have I at least would have pushed that hole. Yeah. <laughs> Tito's Handmade Vodka is the sponsor of our 19th hole every week, and. Uh, we had a chance to talk with Dave Sedlowski today at uh, uh, Jack's and Zig's and uh, the golf course there in the restaurant. Uh, they got one of the great uh, finishing venues there. You can sit out on the deck and watch everybody come in on that overwater uh, on the 18th hole at uh, Jack's, new, uh, the newly named Jack's. So that's a, that's a great 19th hole That's a great spot. Venue. Absolutely. Got a nice menu at Zig's and uh, get yourself a cool one or, a, or an Arnold Palmer if you like and uh, watch everybody come in. That's a lot of fun. All right, Chris, thank you. Thank you, Mac. You've been listening to Lakes, Woods, and Irons on 1380 KLIZ. Thanks for listening to today's edition of Lakes, Woods, and Irons. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Breezy Point Resort, your holiday station store on Mill Avenue and Cross Lake, Maury's Market, Ernie's on Gull, The Tea Hive, Halverson Law Office, and the Legacy Courses at Craigans. Streaming at lakeswoodsandirons.com, sponsored by Mills GM. We now return to our regularly scheduled program at 1380 KLIZ, The Fan.